Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. Amen. You are made in the image of God. I, I want you to get that, all right? And that's why something rises up in you when you see an injustice. There's this warrior feeling that's, that's there. And, uh, and, and I also know that as a warrior, wounds come and failures come, and we live in a culture that likes to emasculate men and confuse men with all the stuff that's out there. So really, men, you've got a choice. You can be a weak, nice guy. You can be a weak, nice guy. Or, you know, and, and if you want to, you can give in to all the issues and stuff that the culture is shoving on you and their expectations. Or you can be in battle against the real villain, the devil. All right? And every good story has a villain. Every really good story has a villain. Every movie has a villain. I mean, the villains are all, you, you know some of the major villains. Darth Vader, he is the ultimate villain in my eyes. I've, I've known him ever since I was a kid. Not personally, but you know. And you know, Sauron or Longshanks or Commodus. But our, our, uh, our evil one that we're fighting against, our villain is the devil. He's the real deal. And you can take him on. Men, you can take them on. And we sang about it a minute ago. One of the ways we do fighting is on our knees, which means in prayer. It doesn't mean you have to literally be kneeling when you pray, but that's, a, that's symbolism for prayer. But men, we can also do this by the way we live day in and day out. And again, that's what I'm talking about today. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's these principles that Jesus gave to us that are all through the Scriptures as well. Uh, the, the principles I'm sharing with you are the principles that Jesus shared with his small group. He did have his own small group. It was a group of men, and he poured into them. He invested heavily into them, and, uh, and he taught them how to fight battles. And every man has a battle to fight. The warrior in you needs to come alive, and you need to let it come alive regardless of what the culture is trying to tell you. And if the reason is, is you will have a fulfilling life. You will be fulfilled, men, if you allow the warrior to come to life. And it manifests in different ways for every single one of us. But there are some common traits there as well. So in this training, really that's what this is, these four weeks, all month long, this training is about honing your skills so you can fight against hell. You can fight against hell on behalf of yourself, of course, but for the woman in your life, your family, your city, your church, and fight for the marginalized as well. And so that's, that's all about godly masculinity. So that's the title of the series, Godly Masculinity, and this is the third part. And today's title is Be Consistent. Write that at the top of your notes. Be consistent. And man, I want to encourage you today. I want to build hope in you because there is locked up potential in every man. I don't believe any man has fully reached his potential. And especially when we have the Holy Spirit living in us, there is limitless potential for us. So, men, you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be beat down. You don't have to feel like you're not good enough or that you're a failure. Because God has something good for you today. 
Now, the message I've prepared for today is primarily to men. Uh, with each one of these messages, the, the women stop me in the foyer and say, well, this is good for women as well. Of course it is. It really is. But, but you know, this is specifically for men, and it's, it's, it's uh, designed to help you win. Because, again, we, we have these battles we want to face. It's, it's innate in us. But the truths I'm sharing with you will help you to win. And, uh, and again, remember that winning attitude, that desire to win, that desire to even compete, which is there in every man. That's why men tend to love sports is because of the competition factor. And there's, there's a competition that's out there, and, and you, you want to win, and you want your team to win. But that's built into us from God, and that's a good thing. So what I'm teaching you in the series is essentially how to win with godly masculinity. So God's design of a man includes this beautiful thing called masculinity. And, uh, and I want you to know it. I want you to own it. I want you to love it and be very comfortable with it. I want you to be confident. I want you to be at peace with your life. I want you to be able to thrive in your relationships. And I want you to be able to love yourself more because if you can't love yourself, it's really hard to love other people. But unfortunately, especially now in today's world, it's really difficult for men to even feel confident. Uh, a lot of men are facing huge inner turmoil, and I guess in, in some ways, I would have to say every one of us in here are facing this. Uh, so men are feeling very isolated and unhealthy in your relationships, and you don't even feel like it's even possible to love yourself. And so, many, so much of that comes from this bizarre culture that we have slid into that assaults masculinity. And, uh, and that turmoil is not God's plan for you. God doesn't want you living in a private misery. God doesn't want you. I, I've tried living in misery, and I didn't like it, so I quit doing that. It's, it's, it's just not fun. It's not good. So I want you to get these four principles of godly masculinity, and if you missed any of them, if you missed the first two, go back and pick them up. Where will you find them? Anywhere. You'll find them on Spotify. You'll find them on Apple, iTunes, uh, podcasts. Find it on the City Life app. You'll find it on Facebook. You'll find it on YouTube. There are no excuses. It's all there. Listen to it. And I want you to get these principles into you. So, so, so far, I've challenged you regarding godly masculinity on two things. And today, we're going to hit the third. So, the first two are be mature. Put it up there on the screen. Be mature. The second one is be decisive, and the third is be consistent, and that's what I'm talking about today. Now, I want to remind the ladies in the room again about the rules here, and if you've not been with us for the past couple of weeks, please understand that if your man is sitting next to you, and I hit a, I hit a really strong point that you know he needs to hear, you are not allowed to say amen. It will backfire on you, trust me. That's how men work, so you don't need to shout amen, because he already heard it, and God already convicts, so let it go. Let God do it instead of you. Don't take the place of God, okay? And don't nudge and don't reach over and grab his thigh like, oh, baby, and then squeeze it when you hit a certain point. That, someone tried doing that the other day. That doesn't work because I left it out. It's like don't, don't, even, don't look at him and don't go, ah, like when I hit a certain Just breathe normal. Take notes even for yourself and all those types of things. It's going to be all right. So, uh, but, but also, it's, it's Father's Day, and I think all men need to be able to be given a break on Father's Day. So just, just give them a break. All right, now, if you're a single lady, 
this is really good for you, and I want you to drink this in. You had better be taking some notes because I am giving you a list of traits that you need to insist that you find these in the man that you will eventually marry. Look for these traits. Remember, his cuteness will it'll eventually go away after a while, all right? Because really what you're marrying is the man underneath the skin. And that's what's most important. I want you to think in that direction. Now, he may have a wonderful personality. He might have great intellect. But I'm encouraging you today to look for a man who is consistent, single ladies. So this is for you. And single ladies, you are allowed to shout me down. You are allowed to say amen. Men, you are allowed to say amen. So the only one are like the married women or the fiancés or the girlfriends that are in this room. Just hush. That is if, you're, if, if the man is here. Now, if they're not, you can go ahead and say amen. All right. So, so we've got all the rules. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So here it is. My challenge is to you is to be consistent. Be consistent. And here's my definition for it. Jot this down. Make mature quality decisions over and over. Be consistent. Make mature quality decisions over and over. Now leave that up there for a second because consistency is built on the former two points that I shared the last couple of weeks, which is maturity and decisiveness. See, men, consistency allows you to face down these ultimate temptations. Because temptations are going to come slithering in front of you like one of those Texas poisonous snakes. And if you hike, if you're ever out in the wild, you have seen snakes. If you're living here in the city, you are still seeing snakes. I mean, because this is Texas. So, so but, but if you're out there, you, you learn about the snakes. And, you know, if it's a rattlesnake or a copperhead or one of those stupid water moccasins that one time my wife tried to kill and play with in our backyard, and it played dead and then went away, and I wasn't there to kill it. I, you know, that was, a, that was a tough day that day. Y'all were playing with a water moccasin. Like, oh, where was the man when he needed him? But, uh, but thank God the snake played dead and then left. But, uh, but, but those temptations are going to come your way, and they're going to cross your paths regularly. And, and when a snake gets in your path, you need to know what you're going to do before you see the snake. You already need to have a plan of action. What will I do should I stumble up, up, up on one of those? Basically, we have four poisonous snakes in Texas. What am I going to do if I stumble up on one of those? And then you have that plan that you will that'll immediately jump into your mind. And I've dealt with every one of them. I've dealt with those those ugly snakes. The only ones I've never hit is a coral snake. And I know they're around, but I've just never even seen one. But those are like the temptations that are there, and they will sneak up on you so quickly. And if you're not living a life that is consistent, where you're making quality, mature quality decisions over and over, you're going to find yourself at a loss when the temptation hits you. So uh, I, I know that it is rather easy for you as a man to be consistent in this environment. Because it's easy when you show up for a couple of hours on Sunday morning. You can be here and you can be consistent and, and everybody's watching you. And yeah, you, you, you can do that for a while. But the real test of character is how you act and how you respond and how you are consistent or inconsistent when nobody is watching. So will you be consistent? And 
Are you consistent? And let this be a challenge to you. I want to challenge you to step up to higher level of consistency. Even as I was preparing this message, I wrestled with it because I looked at either uh, even areas of my life where I thought, I need to be more consistent in these certain areas. And I believe, I believe for that. So, so here it is how you be consistent. To be consistent means this. No hypocrisy, no duplicity, and no deception. See that? Now, I want you to say it with me. Everybody in the room, this is your opportunity to respond back to me. I want you to say the definition for be consistent. Say it with me. No hypocrisy, no duplicity, no deception. Come on, say it again. No hypocrisy, no duplicity, no deception. Write it down. Get it? You see, what that means is I want only one version of Tim. And please know, man, that the one who knows that single uh, version of yourself is, if you're married, it's your spouse. Uh, The one who knows me the best is actually Rebecca. And it's not right for me to wake up each day and for her to wonder, okay, which version of Tim am I going to get today? That's not right. And I, I do wake up in different moods. That, that's correct. I, I do have different moods in the mornings. And sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm grumpy. Sometimes I'm still sleepy. Sometimes I'm focused. Sometimes I'm relaxed. Sometimes I'm singing at the top of my lungs and I'm just really peppy and I'm annoying people. You know, but these are emotions. Those are emotions. Ladies, please understand that. Those are emotions. Those are not character issues. So, though, but you don't need to wake up as a different person each day. You don't need to be confusing the woman in your life with that. And man, I think this is important. Now, I know this is important. Whether it's your wife or your fiance or, or your mother, she knows you better than you know yourself. And all the women, this is your opportunity to say amen. Say amen. Amen. All right. So the reason is, is women are, I, I, that was your chance. And I can see you loved that moment of the big amen because we've had to be on you week after week about this. All right. But, but when, the thing is, is that, is that women are extremely observant. And when you break one of your patterns, you can be sure of two things. First of all, you can be sure she has already noticed whether you have noticed or not. And second, she is wondering why you have broken the pattern, why you're not being consistent, and she begins to worry. Amen? The women in your life, or actually, hopefully, it's just a woman, the woman in your life, she does not expect you to be, unless you're Solomon, then you have women, and that's a whole other story, not getting into that today. But, but the woman in your life doesn't expect you to be perfect. She expects and she deserves for you to be consistent as well as everybody else who's in your life. And she knows, she knows this. She knows that perfection is an impossibility in this world. And, 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 and she will forgive you for um, occasional mess-ups. But hear me well, man. Forgiveness works best when it's not needed on a consistent basis. In other words, it's much easier for that woman to forgive you once a week for some inconsistency than for her to have to forgive you multiple times a day for that inconsistency. See, men who are continually uh, saying one thing and yet doing another thing, they cause their wife, they, they actually literally cause their wives sorrow. They cause them to worry, and this spells trouble. 
it spells trouble. And Solomon would know about that because he had way too many wives. Solomon wrote this in Proverbs 22, verse 8. Look at this on the screens. It says, he who sows wickedness reaps what? Trouble. And the trouble Solomon is talking about comes about in this predictable cycle. It's, it's this thing of sowing and reaping. Whatever you do, there's going to be consequences. And so we need to develop these habits of behaving in a consistent manner. Now, men, women simply want men and you, they want you to act in a consistent manner manner. They want you to be mature. They want you to be solving problems. They don't want you to be like acting like inconsistent teenagers who are always creating problems and initiating problems. But the unfortunate thing we all have to deal with is our culture is pushing and driving men to be weak and also be immature so that men are driven by their random emotions, which is not God's design for masculinity. And men, we are under a constant barrage of messages from the culture which says it's okay to be immature and it's okay to be mature. You can flip and do both whenever you feel like it. You see, the message that's out there says whenever the circumstances are correct for you or whenever they demand it, then yeah, Act with maturity. But when you want, the culture also says when you want to chill or when you want to hang out or de-stress or, or blow off some steam, the culture begins to tell you now that it is appropriate to act as immature as you would like because you deserve it. And it's supposedly manly or masculine to act immature, and it's not. Just be real. It's not. Uh, it, it's, it's this fractured cultural message that essentially says what we learned a few years ago, which is another little line here in our culture, which says what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and that's not something we should live by at all, man. This means you can behave one way at home, and you can behave, behave another way when nobody is watching, and, and that, that's basically saying it's okay to have multiple versions of yourself But I want to say the culture is wrong. The Word of God points that out. And I want to encourage you, men, if you want to live fulfilled lives, you need to be one person, one consistent person. See, these cultural norms that are out there right now, they violate basic principles from God's Word. The basic principle is this. You reap what you sow. Solomon talked a lot about it because he would know. And Jesus talked about it as well. And I'll put this up on the screens. Luke chapter 12, verse 3. Jesus said this. Look at this. He says, What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will, pro- will be proclaimed on the roofs. Now, men, who wants that? <laughs> Please understand, in life, there are, it's, it's, it's all still out there. And especially in this world of social media and and, and everything, it's all out there. We need to be consistent, man, because being consistent is the better way to live all around. Now, a good principle for godly masculinity that fits right into this is this, is that your choices determine your destinies. Your choices determine your destinies. What you actually choose today, your actions today, are going to heavily influence what's happening later on. And that happens all the time. So here's an example. We all tend to procrastinate. And so that's one of the things I was kind of 
uh, was, uh, I was actually convicted about this week is procrastination in some areas. But please understand, procrastination is a choice, but it's a very poor choice. And it, it's when you put off something that you know needs to be done now, and you're telling yourself, but I'm doing the right thing, and the culture says it's okay, but, but eventually it's going to catch up with you. And you can never escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Be consistent. Accept responsibility now, today. Because your choices have consequences. And your choices also, though, have benefits. Let's look at the good side of it. They have wonderful benefits. And God set this up a long, long time ago. And, and he did this so that we could maintain clear direction. It's from the very beginning of the Bible all the way through. Now I want you to look at this important passage in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. Just to set it up here, David is on his deathbed. David is about to die, and he begins to address his son, Solomon, who is going to take over the kingdom. And here are his final words of advice to Solomon on how to live it out. Not live it up, but live it out. Look at this. He says, I am about to go the way of all the earth, he said. In other words, his physical body is about to perish. So what does he say to his son? This is man to man. This is one man who has experience speaking to a younger man who has less experience. This is father to son. This is the mentor to the mentee. This is the old man to the young man. He says, be strong. Be strong. You're not going to hear that in the culture for men today. Here's another one. Act like a man. I'll have a lot more to say about that next Sunday. Act like a man. Culture says, oh, don't you dare do that. Because culture wants to make you weak, to be a wimp, and for you to simply be a nice guy. Now, hold on for a second. Well, you know, this happened several years ago, but, uh, but I was at I was at a social event with, with the youth when I pastored my church in Missouri, and, and there's this one uh, young man. He was a senior in high school, a football player, and, and he came into the, to the event, and I you know, just gave him a high five. I said, so are you being nice? And he looked at me and said, Pastor, I'm not nice. I'm a football player. <laughs> and I was impressed with that. I'm like, you know what? Actually, who wants a nice football player out there on the field? Now, I know some of you are getting a little confused here because the culture has told you, oh, all men have to be nice guys. Please understand, the nice part is weak. Do you believe me? Oh, kind of. But see, the culture has said all this stuff to you. Just got to be a nice, kind, weak, nice guy. But those guys are miserable because they're not living out the warrior mentality that God gives to us. Now, be strong. Act like a man. And here's the next one. Observe what the Lord God requires. Walk in obedience to him. That doesn't mean being a nice guy. That means you walk in obedience to him. You keep his decrees and his commands, his laws and his regulations as written in the law of Moses. In other words, know the word of God and do it. And he says this. Look at this. Do this so you will prosper. Another word for prosper is to win. All men want to win. Do this so that you will prosper in all that you do wherever you go. So four things. Be strong. Act like a man. Walk in obedience and fulfill God's commands. And you will prosper. You will win. And all men love to win. That is the 
formula for the warrior right there. And that is a good formula. See, Satan wants to do everything he can so that you will not prosper in all that you do. Satan's strategy is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he will tempt you to be impulsive and to be inconsistent and make poor choices over and over, knowing that you're going to have these serious setbacks later on as a result of that while he's sitting back saying, I scored the win, and there's the loser. See, Satan simply wants to destroy your life. That is his agenda. And he wants you to be his servant. He wants you to be weak. He wants you to be putty. But hear hear this, man. You become the servant of your choices. You do. That's why you need to choose your actions carefully and don't be experimenting with things that one day will become a permanent fixture on the landscape of your life because when you experiment with anything, it is a permanent fixture on the landscape of your life. In order to see your character um, and your habits that are, that are pleasing to God, you just simply have to make wise choices continually. And that's why you absolutely must rely on a set of values and standards and principles that are going to guide your decision-making process. So where do you start? Well, my strongest recommendation is to go to the book of Proverbs. Men, I'm challenging you now. Go to the book of Proverbs and read it. I believe that men should read from the book of Proverbs on a continual basis. I brought it up a week ago, but Proverbs was written by men to men. It was written by fathers to sons. It was written, and you'll catch that really quick when you start reading it. Okay, my son, okay, my son, my son, my son, my son, do this. Now, ladies, that doesn't mean that you can't read Proverbs. Please do, please do. But, but men, I want you to understand the value of this. The value, this is God's word. It was written from, from man to man. And, and, and I believe that you should dig into it. It's jam-packed with wisdom and invaluable principles. And men, if you start with the book of Proverbs, I'll tell you what, there is hope for you. And you will learn how to live a balanced life and not react and be harmful. Now, when I said be nice, that if we don't need to be nice, that does not mean you need to be harmful. But you need to be strong in the things of God and resilient and jumping back on your, on your feet. And, and, and guys, I want you to get into your Bible apps. If you don't have it, get it on your phone. Get into the Bible app and start a book of Proverbs reading schedule. It's really simple. You can do one where you read one chapter a day, and you don't have to read it. You can let it play for you, and you listen to it. One time when I was at a really challenging juncture in my life, I I was praying to God, God, I'm in this very frustrating situation, and I, I need your wisdom. I just feel so defeated. And what I felt God say to me, go to Proverbs and read it and read it and read it and read it and read it. So I did a book of Proverbs on my Bible app and I would read it or I would listen to it and I finished the, I finished the program and I did it again and again and again and I did, I did this for about six months and I went through the book of Proverbs about 40 or 50 times. And I don't say that to praise myself. I'm just telling you, I needed it. What began to happen is when little situations would pop up in my life, immediately one of those Proverbs would come back to my mind and I knew exactly how to respond. I knew how to respond with strength or with peace or with patience or with firmness. And I, I, I felt strength. I felt like God was lifting me up. 
And that's, on, that's from my own personal experience. Man, I think that Proverbs is one of the most valuable books of the Bible that you should be reading on a continual basis. I challenge you to do it, but I'm also going to take the challenge as well myself. Uh, even though I'm reading through the Bible in different places, I'm going to, I'm going to start a, 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 a Bible program for myself on the Bible app, Book of Proverbs. And if you need to find one, just find me on the, the, the YouVersion Bible app and find Tim Woody. There are probably about 90 of them now posing as me. But, uh, no, they're not posing as me. But, but, uh, but other Tim Woody's, you'll know me by my picture. But go in there, you can see, see and take a look at what I'll be reading. And I encourage you to just pick up on one of those plans, read it, and listen to it as well. And don't just go through Proverbs once. Because going through Proverbs once, this is your homework, guys. Going through Proverbs once does not make you an instant expert on godly masculinity. See, the acquisition of wisdom takes time. It takes practice. And this is where you need to be patient. Be patient with the process. Be patient with what God's doing. But I want you to get this point today, right here. Here it is. Men, mature men, make decisive choices on a consistent basis. Please get that. Remember the point I shared two weeks ago? Be mature. You see it in there? Mature men. Mature men make decisive choices on a consistent basis. The other point that I shared with you last week was be decisive, man. See, mature men make decisive choices on a consistent basis. And of course, today's word is consistency. So mature men make decisive choices on a what? Consistent basis. It adds up. It begins to stack up when you put these things together. What does it mean to be consistent? Three things. Three things. And there are three no's. Things you don't need to do. Be consistent, which means no hypocrisy, no duplicity, and no deception. Men, when you do this, your wife will trust you. Your entire family will benefit from you. And you're going to gain the respect of people around you because you're not controlled by your emotions, reacting all the time. I know, men, there's a, there's, there's, that's kind of innate within you to react, but you've got to keep that under godly control and let God use it appropriately and not to ever intimidate or to cause harm or to belittle or to threaten or to pull down. Do you understand that? That's what God put in you. You can do that. When you do these things, when you avoid hypocrisy, you avoid duplicity, you avoid deception, you set yourself up to win and you will feel good and confident about yourself, you'll actually begin to love yourself more because the glory of God is shining out of you in a greater and greater way. Be the same man in private that you are in public. Be that same man. Be the kind of man that you want your sons to be. Be the type of man that you want the little boys in your neighborhood or in this church to see you as and that they will grow up to be. You need to do whatever it's going to take to be thoughtful and helpful and responsible day after day after day. You can do this, man. Men, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for every man who's in this room, every single man who's watching online because God has this for you and all you have to do is take one little step today. You can do this. You've got this. Man, I want all every man in this room to please stand. 
Every man in this room, please stand. I want you to, to receive this prayer. Just First of all, just, just in your own way, man, will you just ask God to forgive you for inconsistencies? God, just forgive us. Just come on, just tell him in your own word. God, just forgive me for my inconsistencies. And if there's something specific you need to confess before God, just, just do it. Confess, be clean before God. Now let me pray for you. God, I pray that the men who are standing in this room, that they will not be men of hypocrisy. This will be a hypocrisy-free church, and hypocrisy will have nothing to do with the men in this room. Also, I pray for no duplicity. God, I thank you, Lord, that these men, they are one man. They are not multiple versions of the same man. There's no duplicity, and that these men are not men of deception. Even though the temptations come to deceive, they will be honest in their duty honest when they come, honest when they go. And God, I pray that you will give them strength. Give them strength for maturity. Like David said to his son, be strong. And I say this to the men in this room, be strong and act like a man. Be strong in your maturity. God, I pray that they will be have the courage to walk with decisiveness and to make wise decisions and that you will give them the tenacity to be, uh, to be consistent in every way. God, just overwhelm these men with inner peace, true confidence, the ability to forgive themselves and to love themselves. I pray that they will have thriving relationships in the home, in the church, and in the community. And I pray, God, that they will have a passion for the Word of God, a hunger for the training manual that's there for masculinity, and that, God, you will be the light of their life, that they will have a hunger and a desire for Jesus more than anything else, and that your spirit will flood their lives and overflow out of them, and that their potential will be unlocked as they release the glory of God out of them. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody stand up, because I want us to sing one more time, and I asked us to, I want us to sing that song we sang at the very end of our, of our worship set. Which, uh, which is that song about, about being strong. And, and, and men, I want you to sing this. And I want you to know that when you pray, you can pray strong prayers. In fact, some of the things you should be doing, you need to go home and just begin to pray. Pray over your house. Pray over your car. Pray, pray. And nope, you don't have to make a big scene of it. My family doesn't even know 99% of the time when I'm praying. But I walk through the house. I walk around and I, I walk by my wife's car and I pray for her. Oh, God, keep the car together. You know, help it, help it to run well. And God bless her and her comings and her goings when I'm wondering... Okay, where she is, what's she doing? God, just play, bless her, surround her. God, your prayers dispatch angels. Don't forget that. Your prayers dispatch the angels of God. So listen to the Holy Spirit. Respond to the Holy Spirit and be a man of God. And, uh, and, 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 and as, as you do this, as you do this, as you walk in these things, God is going to direct your steps. You're going to find that you can love yourself better than ever before. Amen? Amen. Okay, there's the, there the, the three things. Do you remember what, what it means to be consistent? It means no hypocrisy, no duplicity, no deception. Come say it with me. No hypocrisy, no duplicity, and no deception. Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Podcast. If you're interested in attending our Sunday service or would like more information, go to citylifefw.org.